St. Joseph's Health presents another edition of its podcast, St. Joseph's Health MedCast. The COVID-19 pandemic and the resulting isolation has taken its toll on everyone's mental health, especially that of children. Most children have been dealing with sudden changes to their social lives and daily routines, a lack of camps and sports, and some may even experience unsafe emotional or physical home environments. These challenges can present feelings of sadness, despair, anxiety, and stress. So let's learn more with Dr. Jeffrey Hopkins, Chairman of the Department of Psychiatry at St. Joseph's Health. Dr. Hopkins, thank you so much for your time. So when talking about the mental health challenges children are facing due to COVID-19, what have you been seeing at St. Joseph's? I've been seeing children who have been initially very strong in their response and being able to understand the need for social distancing, not going to school, staying away from their friends. And as time has gone on, there's a sense of sadness that they can't go to school, see their friends and their teachers, a sense of loneliness because they really can't socialize in person the way it's necessary when you're young, and some confusion because they're not sure what's going to be happening to them in the fall. And that gives them even a little bit more anxiety. So some of the feelings children are experiencing, sadness, loneliness, confusion, that's tough on a child. So what can parents do to help their children? One of the most important things that we can do as parents is to model handling these same feelings that we're all having, just the same as our children, not to pretend we're not having feelings, but to be careful about how we react, to validate that our children are having these feelings, but at the same time, to model handling difficult situations without becoming ourselves emotionally dysregulated, and then developing a sense of regularity in terms of scheduling and activities for children at home. Yeah, that regularity is really important, right? That structure, if you will, is really helpful. And I love how you said parents should model how to handle these same types of feelings. So in addition to feelings, are sleep disturbances or nightmares or things like that common during something like this? Yes. One of the most important things to understand is that school provides us with this very predictable external structure. And once we're not in school as children, waking up at a particular time or not staying up too late or not getting involved in a video game or taking a nap during the day, all those things can start to creep in. And then you can start to have an erratic sleep schedule that then makes it harder to interact with your family because most parents have to keep a fairly regular sleep schedule. And we know how important sleep is, really important. So what can be done then to help children sleep better? Are there any things parents can try or guidelines or advice you can share with us? One of the most important things is to try to have children be active during the day. If a child is inactive during the day, sitting down, uh, resting, or just playing a, a video game most of the day, they actually have excessive energy in the evening, which can make it hard for them to sleep. So scheduling a walk, physical activity, anything to try to help get the body, get some of the energy out is important. And then having a routine. As much as it sounds difficult, having a regular breakfast routine, lunch routine, and a dinner routine for our children, and then a a winding down period after they've been active during the day. It's what school naturally provides for kids and trying to 
model and mimic that as much as at home really makes a big difference. Yeah. So keep them active during the day. Good advice for sure. Like you said, go for a walk or some type of physical activity, and then make sure you follow that routine, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and that important winding down period right before bed. Those are really good thoughts and tips. So let's talk about socialization now because kids are missing out on that too. How important is socialization to a child's development? It's critical. One of the biggest things that we learn as children is how to socialize how to accept people with differences, and then how to handle conflict resolution. And when we're not forming friendships, all of those important skills are set aside. So being able to find ways for children to socialize, maintaining social distancing outside with adult supervision is a great way to do it. Initially, we thought that kids would really be into Zoom meetings and FaceTime. And while that's important for teenagers, younger children have a harder time connecting that way. So I think that sculpting that socialization and maintaining social distancing is one of the great things that we can give to our children at this time. So socialization, as you said, is critical, learning how to socialize and accept people with differences and how to handle conflict. Those are skills that kids need to learn, and that's not happening right now. So how about school in the fall? Do you think it's necessary? And if so, why? Oh, what a great question. And it's so unpredictable. If we can have it so that it's safe for children, so physically safe, so that they don't get exposed to COVID-19 or have an outbreak in a school, if we can do that, which is not going to be easy, then the socialization piece and the in-classroom experience can proceed, and that's very important. There's been a lot of back and forth. Even the American Academy of Pediatrics has gone back and forth, and then as we've seen around the country, COVID rates go up people are not so sure it can be safe. So we should all be working towards trying to provide that safe in-person learning environment if we can and can do it safely. And then last question, Dr. Hopkins, and we appreciate your time. We talked about regularity and normalcy and things like that. Are there safe activities that families can enjoy now to regain some semblance of normalcy while still being safe? Yes. <laughs> I think that being outdoors with your family is one of the most important things. And outdoors doesn't have to be in the woods. It's just out of the house. Going for a walk with the family, bicycling with your family, if you can, going to one of our state parks or national parks to, to explore. But just being outside with your family is one of the safest and most enjoyable things for kids because then kids can actually you know, stretch their legs, run, see new things, say hi to people in their neighborhood, all of the stuff that we can't do when we're inside sheltering in place. Additionally to that, I've known a lot of families who have had social distancing dinners, you know, where they'll sit in the backyard, but everybody will maintain social distancing, very good hand hygiene. And that, that's another thing that can be done. It's important to be safe, though, because even though kids don't get too sick, they can get sick as well. And they can spread it as well. So it's important to keep those kids safe. But those are great suggestions. And when you get them outside again, you help burn that energy, which can help uh, any sleep disturbances they may have. And we know about the importance of sleep. Dr. Hopkins, thank you so much. This has really been informative. Thank you for your time today. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. That's Dr. Jeffrey Hopkins. And for more information, please visit sjhsyr.org slash coronavirus. 
And if you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social channels and check out the entire podcast library for topics of interest to you. This is St. Joseph's Health MedCast from St. Joseph's Health. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.